0: This is The Takedown from Jackrabbit Illustrated. The Takedown podcast is presented by Drake's Place in Battle, South Dakota, and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls.
1: Now here's your host of The Takedown,
0: Chad.
2: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Takedown, a splitting hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. On this podcast, we focus on South Dakota State wrestling. Once again, I'm joined by my esteemed colleague and co-host, Jordan Schoenrock. He's Jordan, and I'm Chad. Today, we'll cover the results of the Southern Scuffle and speak with champion Cade DeVos. We'll also preview the Wyoming and Northern Iowa duels. So, Cade, how you doing today? Thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing pretty good.
1: Pretty good. So, just got done with practice. So, Yeah, how'd that go for you? Uh, good. I wrestled with Burgie, so he's uh he's always tough. So he teaches me a lot. So it was good practice. Right on,
2: Burgie's has been a big ad, right? Oh yeah, huge. Yep. He's uh, about how big is he right now?
1: I mean, as far as he's like he's a, he's around one sixty five right okay, now. So
2: a little smaller than you then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But quicker than you? He's very quick. Yeah he's deceivingly quick yeah he's really quick right on
0: you say that he's like with burger coming in here would you say that he is uh is, would you say that was kind of something with your success is having him around That's yeah he's Hmm.
1: yeah i think i've definitely evolved a lot more as a wrestler and almost like a little bit i know it's hard to see sometimes but like he's taught me a lot of little things especially in hand fighting and things that i'm starting to do now and obviously i've been working on it he's only been here for a little while you know and i've been working on it continuously every day in practice and i'm just like i'm now starting well not now but i've been seeing better results day by day and i think you know i think it's one of the most important things i've ever been taught in wrestling is the stuff he's showing me now so yeah he's a big big ad
0: I would say that he probably, from talking to other wrestlers too, he's probably a huge ad for everybody. And he's one of our reasons for success here, headed into this or coming out of the Southern scuffle there where we were seventh in team points out of 30 teams. Um, SDSU took seven? 16 wrestlers, 14 wrestled for SDSU, two were red shirts. And out of that, we had three placers. Um, Obviously, Kay DeVos, he was a champion. And then Tanner Sloane and um, Clay Carlson were also placers, and they both got fourth. Um, we'll just run through the results here quick. Uh, the only kid to not win a match out there was Trayden Anderson. Unfortunately, he went 0 and 2. But is he still just getting in the lineup here on against these tough competition?
2: Yeah. And then we had a couple guys go one and two: Tanner Jordan, Kenny O'Neill, Kyle Swenson, Kid King, King, Nick. Kasperson, who's been wrestling for well as of late, and uh, Bowen McConville,
0: and then um, Caleb Gross, Danny Kimball, Jack Thompson, and AJ Nevels all went two and two,
2: and then uh, two and one, we had Alex Martin, and he had to withdraw due to injuries. So,
0: and then with a record of three and two, we had Zach Price,
2: four and one was. The one and only Clay Carlson, as we like to say, team
0: grit, and also <laughs> had an injury withdrawal there. Unfortunately, um, Tanner Sloan was at 197 pounds, still working his way back in the lineup. He went four and two and he came home with a fourth place finish. And of
2: course, we have the champion, five and oh, Cade DeVos. Cade, uh, tell us a little bit about your tournament and what you had to do to bring that gold
1: home. Uh, so obviously it was a little different. I mean, thinking about that tournament was kind of thinking about Midlands. It was like uh, when I went to Midlands my freshman year, it was there's really nothing on the line. And obviously, like I'm 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 getting up there in the rankings. But I think just keeping the fact that there's nothing on the line and just going out and wrestling to the best of your ability. And I know like I know I'm I'm up there with one of the best guys. So every match, I mean, the first match, it's always a little nerve wracking, but um you start building confidence throughout the tournament, and I think just sticking to my stuff, doing the things I've been working on all practice. Like I like I said, the the specifics, the small details, and just being composed and smart in my matches. I think uh, I think those are just the keys to make me win that tournament. You know what I mean? The the things that will help me. So
0: I know that you've been on the show before and some stuff like that. But if we have any new listeners here, let's just. Can you tell us about yourself a little bit here? What you're going to school
1: for, for where you're from and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I'm from um, Southeast or I'm from Altoona, Iowa. I went to high school at Southeast Polk, um, was a two time state champ at Southeast Polk, um, Fargo champ and Greco Fargo finalists and uh, freestyle. And then uh, I went came here, love the place, love the coaches, love the team. And uh I'm here studying pharmacy. Um, I'm not quite in the pharmacy program yet because uh, I just keep getting extra years added on, which I don't care about. You know, I, I love this sport, so <laughs> that's fine with me. But, uh, yeah, so I'm studying pharmacy right now. I'm a freshman with the COVID year, and uh, I I wrestle 174 right now. So
2: so what did you learn as a, a, a red shirt or pre Freshman, mm-hmm. and what was the biggest adjustment to college from high school
1: wrestling, and,
2: and as a student? What... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I think, I think school. I mean, school is. Uh, I think it's you know, it's school. It's kind of the same thing. Classes are maybe a little harder, but uh, it's just staying on top of it. Really, just trying. You you give effort, and you, you usually do pretty good in school. So that that's that. And then wrestling, wrestling was big. I mean, obviously, like. When you come in a college room i don't really care who it is it can be the best guy like they're gonna take their lumps and they're gonna get beat by people they thought they want to get beat by in the practice room but uh i think it's more of just going two ways with it it's either you accept the reality that you're just not good enough and you you know keep training working on things and working with people and using your resources, or you can, you know, say, screw it. Like, this is where I am. I don't like wrestling or whatever. But, uh, I think the biggest thing was just chain wrestling, hand fighting bottom was huge. Um, just, just confidence. Cause it's hard. Sometimes you take your lumps and you get, you know, you, you're pretty down on yourself. I I had a moment like that my freshman year where I was just like, you know, I was taking a lot of lumps and I was like, oh man, like, but like I was I was 163 and 7 in high school why am I like getting killed by you know people that are a weight class below me in in the college room so so I think so you ca-
2: sorry you're good so you kind of go against go from being one of the best wrestlers in the room to being just another guy
1: right i mean in, yeah in I, I would say so yeah i would say uh, i went from probably probably being on the bottom half of the wrestlers as as in like as in practice, uh, outcome, but yeah, I think I'm definitely one of the best now, but.
0: mm -hmm. Um, you touched on when we first, when you were just telling us about yourself a little bit there, that you are a Fargo national champion, Greco Roman and a finalist in freestyle and all that stuff. So have you always been big into summer wrestling and them kind of tournaments or did that come as you grew older into high school, getting ready for college?
1: Um, so I think it's for me, It was I was got got involved as as a young age like at a young age in freestyle and Greco, but also I like wrestling all the time. You know, so it it kind of goes hand in hand. It's I'm not like a guy who wants to wrestle for five months and then take four months off. I want to keep wrestling, and I think summer wrestling is probably one of the most important times to get better. You're not you know you don't have a bunch of tournaments. You're not worried about competition all the time. You're just in the room practicing. And I think that's that's where you can make leap, leaps and bounds because not a lot of people are in the room in the summertime. They're doing other things, and I think it's definitely one of the most important times of the year to get better.
0: For our non-HUGE wrestling fans here, could you explain <laughs> what Greco Roman and freestyle are compared to folk style that we're all
1: used to seeing around here? Yeah, so freestyle. Um, so folk style, you, there's takedowns and then there's bottom and top, right? And you, you get out, you get an escape and you turn people, you get, you know, near fall, but in freestyle, it's takedowns. And then on bottom, if you get taken down on bottom, you basically, it's called parterre and you basically lay flat for like 10, it's about 15, 10 to 15 seconds. And you try not to get exposed, meaning like your back goes past 90 degrees. And if you don't, if you don't get exposed in 10 to 15 seconds, they call you back up, and you start wrestling on neutral again. But if you do get exposed, that's another two points, and it's a 10-point tech fall. So tech falls and freestyle are a lot easier. And then Greco's just freestyle basically with, no, you cannot touch the legs at all. So that's basically what it is.
2: Yeah, there's some other subtle differences mm-hmm. too, like grasping and so forth, right?
1: Yeah, I guess Cut I a big one too is uh, push-outs. There's, if you go out of bounds, it's that's a point. Yeah, so it engages people to wrestle a lot more in the center and not um stall things like that. But
2: do you really prefer freestyle wrestling
1: over Greco or Yeah, I I prefer I prefer freestyle just because my 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 best position is my feet and also um I I like I like the, just the quick exposures, you know, you don't have to work that hard. It's uh I mean, you do have to work hard, but especially on a really good guy, but I I just like the rule set a lot. So I know we've covered
2: it before, but maybe talk just a little bit about what, why SDSU, what brought you to Brookings and then maybe a little bit how that's panned out compared to expectations.
1: Uh, Yeah. So I basically, I was recruited first by Cody. I actually remember he's like, it was at Fargo. He's like, Hey, don't, don't make any decisions yet. Like I'll give you a call. And uh, he called me and I met with the coaches a few times and obviously like Cam and Han, Han is just one of the realest person, persons I know. And Cam is super, super like he wants me to achieve my goals just as badly as I do. And I think that's like having someone that's basically like that, that wants you to achieve your goals just as much as like they do. It's, it makes this bond that really helps you excel, especially coming from a guy who's, you know, a four-time All-American national champion. And uh, obviously, all those coaches are super, you know, super beneficial. Cody's, Cody, Cody's great. And, uh, you know, he helps me inspire, like, gives me a lot of inspiration and helps me push through things. And um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that made me came here was the coaches um also like when i went on my visit the team was super tight and everyone i liked and to this i mean i thought the team was tight when i got here and it's it's crazy now like everyone you know everyone's it's a brotherhood and it really is you see a lot of people you see a lot of people say that at different schools and it's, it's just not true. Like it's not people are hanging out in cliques and here it's, it's actually a brotherhood. We do care for each other and we do hang out with each other and we don't, we don't exclude anyone. You know what I mean? So um, I think that helps a lot because at Polk um, it was like that when I was there. And when you guys are all close with each other, you guys all want to excel with each other. So that, that helps a lot.
0: So you have all that and everything. Uh, who is your own? Um, who did you stay with for your official visit? What wrestler did you?
1: Uh, I was with Clay. I was with Clay. But I hung out with like most of the guys. So, but he was my host.
0: What? So like, can you explain to us kind of what an official visit is or like how you went with or like what you guys did at your official visit?
1: Yeah. So basically what, what happens is you go, so you come up usually uh, usually your parents come up they don't have to but um you come up you stay with a guy you basically you know look around campus check out everything look at the wrestling room um you go out to eat a lot that was that was the good part was i got to eat a lot so you you definitely go out to dinner a lot you know go to a football game things like that um but the, the thing is is you get to hang around the guys and you get to You know, go bowling, do other things, but you get to hang around the guys and know the team and get to know the team, and after that, you know, you talk scholarship stuff and um, other important things, but yeah, that's basically what an official
2: is. What would you say is one thing that you would point out as the difference maker from last year? I know you talked a little bit about hand fighting. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's something else that we haven't talked about, and... It's kind of a two-part question. If you had one improvement
1: to make from from right now, what would that be and why? Yeah. Um, so the biggest difference maker from last year, I would say my scrambling and my hand fighting. Uh, my scrambling has gone so better. Like I really did not know how to scramble, um, and I mean working with Simez, He's one of the best scramblers and. I think it's just getting stingy and I I've gotten so much stingier as a wrestler and I, I wrestle through all positions now and I just didn't do that so much last year and that, you know, that can change the tide of a match. Also like the hand fighting, like the things I've been working on with Brady controlling collar ties, being able to move a guy, get a guy tired, just little, little things. I was, I usually would post, do a lot of thumb blocking, be on the outside, kind of reactionary wrestler. But now uh, I've been training to be more of a, you know, push, pull, try to create angles rather than sit there and wait for them. Um, One thing I probably need to work on is I think it's just mental with me, honestly, like I, I really do keep matches closer than they have to be. And I am a really good wrestler and I know that. And I, I think, I can I can go out there and put up more points than I have. And I think it's more just trusting my attacks, trusting my training and uh just going out there and wrestling with maximum effort, not worrying about the outcome. But yeah. You, you didn't touch at all on the moving
2: up a couple weight classes. Oh yeah. How that has played into the differences.
1: Yeah, I mean that that has that has played in a lot, but uh I thought we were speaking wrestle. I guess that is, yeah. Yeah, it helped. It helped. It helped a lot. I mean, uh, I was cutting a fair bit of weight at 57. Um, I was, I definitely did not enjoy wrestling as much. And I think that was the biggest impact was just not enjoying wrestling. I think, uh, when you enjoy the thing you do and you're passionate about it, you're gonna, you know, excel and get better. and know, that so, uh, it's just like a job, you know, if you go to a job and you're like, screw this, I don't be here, you're not going to get anything out of it. But, uh, I think, yeah, the weight class has been huge. I've been getting big, um, enjoying my life, being able to eat. Um, and the thing is, is I don't eat crap. So the one thing about being, uh, being at 57 was I learned a proper diet. I ate like, like I ate really bad and being at 74, I keep my diet, but I just eat a lot of good things. And that keeps me lean, and it keeps me fast, and it keeps me strong, and uh, yeah, it's helped a lot. But I, I you just... gotta
2: feel better overall too. Not oh, yeah. eating crap, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm a day out in practice. Like at 57, I would be hurting for four days out from competition. Like I would be, I'd really have to convince myself, like, man, you gotta, like, you know what I mean? I'd have to convince myself to work hard. But now at 74, I feel good coming into practice every single day, even the day before. And uh, I'm there to get better at wrestling. I'm not there to lose weight. I'm there to get better at wrestling every single day. And especially when you're wrestling every single weekend, if I'm coming in just to lose weight every single day, I'm not getting better. I'm I'm staying stagnant. When I'm coming in every single day to actually improve my skills and the weight will come along with it, then I'm getting better every single day. And with a season like this where – you don't have time to you don't have time where you're just not making weight. You know, there's a couple weeks where you have you're not making weight, but usually you're making weight. So
2: what one last thing before I let Jordan I know he's got questions too, but uh is this the final stop you think or you you think you'll end up you'll end up bigger before the end? I I think I'll end up
1: bigger. Yeah. yeah uh yeah, sense. I mean I i got skinny legs still, you know. The, these legs can definitely grow in size, but uh You're not yeah. skipping
2: leg day though.
1: No, I'm not skipping leg day. I just naturally skinny legs. But uh I do think I I'll be up higher. But uh yeah, I think for the next two years, or probably this year and next year for sure, I'll definitely be at seventy four. But um yeah, I don't I don't think I'll be at seventy four forever. But K okay, the heavyweight. Yeah. I must I love I, I love watching burgers. heavyweights. I'd love that. I'd, yeah, I'd love it. I gotta be eating some cheeseburgers and ice cream every night for that. Man. I could do it. You know, it's possible. I might be slow, but.
0: I don't know if you'd get slow. <laughs> um. So I, I want you to kind of explain this to people. You know, you come in as a red shirt your first year. You don't. You're red shirting, which you still get to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You go out and you put 26 matches or so on the books. You go 22 and four um that's a lot of opens and stuff like that so like the competition is a little bit lower mm-hmm. but you go into Midlands you lose your first round If I remember right your dad got kicked out of the corner for wearing sweatpants and yeah I was coaching he was blowing up because he's at he's wearing sweatpants and you mm-hmm. come back you and wrestle your way back up to an eighth at Midlands and mm-hmm. like that's really I think when a lot of SDSU fans, like we knew you recruiting you as a two time state champ and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but that's really when you came on. And then you come into your, your red shirt freshman year, which is last year, or COVID year, whichever you want to call it. And you know, you go 11 or you go 14 and 11 on the year. Like, why can you kind of explain, like, what the things like? Obviously, we all want to say you got better from that first season to second season. Mm -hmm. Why does your record kind of show different there?
1: Uh, I think, well, one thing is the competition. The competition was great. I mean, I wrestled David Carr twice. I wrestled frantic twice. I wrestled, uh, I wrestled a lot of good guys. Justice, Justin Thomas. I wrestled, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of guys that were really good. And, uh, I mean I'm not saying I definitely didn't perform the way I wanted to and I do think uh I could have performed a lot better but um I think I think the weight was probably a big factor but I also think it was uh I wasn't able to get you know I wasn't able to get that much better during the season cuz I I wrestled at U23 U I wrestled at UW juniors in November and took uh second to Bernie Traux who got fourth at 74 And I wrestled 57 and two months later, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not blaming it on that. I I do think that I definitely, you know, could have could have done things better. And, you know, just just mental training, things like that. But um, competition is definitely huge. Um, Yeah, but that's that's it. That's really it.
0: Now that we know that your dad's listening right now. (laughs) <laughs> say here for a minute i saw
1: that kind of it kind of made me stop talking for a bit I just,
0: I <laughs> they uh is their own one of the matches it should have been 15 and 10 there right jeremiah thanks to frank i believe right but uh
2: i i got i got a jeremiah moment coming up so we'll, we'll skip we'll keep we'll wait <laughs> We'll hold that off for a little bit. Uh, Brock, Brock Gulseth here asked if we're totally stoked for Sunday. Oh no, he's he's making a statement.
1: I'm sorry. We we, we love too. to get. What's that? I'm stoked too. So. Yeah, it's
2: good to have wrestling back in Frost, right? Expect um, yeah,
1: Brookings. I don't have to travel everywhere. Just wrestling. I don't know
2: if I can actually go because like the other person that resides in my house that I'm married to got COVID on Tuesday Ooh. and. I'm negative right now, but
0: – so, yeah, I don't know about that. So, Matthew put on here and said, sweatpants. Um. I don't know, Cade, do you know this rule? Do you want to explain this rule? I mean, Cody explained it yeah. to me once, but I don't know if you know any better on how it's written or whatever. Yeah,
1: so basically in the corner when I was at Midlands, I was unattached, so I couldn't have a actual coach in the corner. And my dad had to be in the corner. But I guess the rule was the rule is is that you you have to have khakis on and you can't have like jeans or sweatpants. So my dad had jeans. We got like with the first couple matches, I think, and then I think or maybe it was just the first match. Then like the second match, I think he got yelled at for having jeans and kicked out mid match. And then like the third match, he said, "Oh, I can't use jeans. I'll I'll put on sweatpants then," because he didn't know the rule. And then uh, he got kicked out using sweatpants. So. I mean, after that, it was basically he was just yelling from the side anyway. So he was still basically, I could still hear him. So
0: I know that you can't wear sweatpants, you can't wear hats. Like, there's a bunch of different rules in the rule book about them open tournaments that nobody really knows. I mean, I I don't
2: understand what they're trying to accomplish with some of that. I mean, I guess khakis look nicer, but a nice player, blue jeans, no holes, whatever. Yeah. It's I think it
0: might have been that some true freshman was beating up on some kids that didn't expect to get beat up on in that tournament either and they weren't happy.
2: <laughs> tell me tell me what it was like at the national tournament when you went there.
1: Uh it was fun. I mean, I was pretty down, you know. I I, I didn't wrestle as good as I wanted to. I really do think I could all American still still now, I think, you know, I was I think I was two matches away. I mean, I would've got a medical forfeit in the blood round. So, um, yeah, I think just my mental state wasn't, wasn't as good. Um, I really thought that, uh, I like, I, I knew I was, I didn't really want to be there as much as I should have. You know, if that makes sense. I, I wasn't excited as I should have been, but after, you know, after I got beat out, uh, I was pretty down for a day, but, um after that like i ha- i had my fun and uh st. louis is awesome it was a fun place good wrestling and i enjoyed my time there i really did but what were the allowances i mean they do allowances on those matches right yeah i think um a couple pounds i think it's just a pound i think it's a pound per day i believe pound per day so <laughs> okay as you go on yeah that makes sense so
0: you obviously didn't all american last year mm-hmm. um But when you look back on it now, I mean, you're an NCAA qualifier. You took an at-large bid. You got fourth at the Big 12s. You were an NWCA Scholar, All-American. Your first team, All-Big 12 academic wrestler. Um, What Would you consider last year a success with it being COVID and not actually going towards one of your four years of competition? Or counting towards one of your four years of competition?
1: Uh, I would, I would in certain aspects, uh, wrestling wise, I wouldn't say it's a success. I think I learned a lot, um, life wise, uh, definitely success life wise. Um, like I said, like my diet, I'm, I'm big on health now. And I think if I would have never had to make 57, I would have never, ever been big on health and dieting. So life wise, I do think it helped me. Um, I mean, wrestling wise, I didn't get what I wanted. But I do think, you know, I learned a lot, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think I would consider it I would consider as success in some points, if that makes sense.
2: Speaking of not getting everything you want in wrestling, I'm going to take you back a little bit to last season. I got the chance to go to NDSU and uh, hung out with your dad there. He's pretty intense during the matches. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't happy with the outcome, and I'm sure you weren't either. But uh, tell me, you got a funny story about Jeremiah since he's on here? Uh, Something something that you can share?
1: Uh, I don't know. A lot of his stories are rated M, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of stories. I got a lot of stories with him. I've been with him since I was young, you know, so going to every tournament and all, all these things. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. So, um. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of funny Jeremiah stories, but I don't really have one on the top of my head right
2: now. He's but. pretty loud in the crowd, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta hear him
1: most oh, matches, right? I, yeah, I still hear him, even though it's not, you know, he's not on the chair, but I, I definitely still hear him. It's it's certain moments too. Like sometimes I'll it's usually like during breaks I'll hear him, but uh yeah, he's he he definitely gets rowdy up there. That's fair.
0: So you last summer, yeah, was it last, last summer's when you went and won the mm-hmm. golden freestyle, right? It was yep. freestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so last summer you went and you won the golden the men's freestyle at the cadet and junior pan American championships. Um, can you explain what that was like and the ride that it took you on down to Mexico and all oh.
1: that kind of stuff? Yeah, um. So it was it was a mess the traveling um yeah you get into it was fine on the way there until you get to the mex you know mexico airport and uh you don't speak english you have Simez trying to translate everything next to you and you're just like okay i'll just listen to you you know but uh yeah it's just once you once i got there it was a hassle um we got we had to do like a 2 hour drive I think maybe it's three hours, a two or three hour drive from the airport to, uh, the place we were staying at, which is like Octopec or something like that was the place it was called. And man, like it just really made me appreciate living in America. I I know that sounds like, I know like for some people, you, you know, they, they, they don't, don't think that, but living in America truly is like a blessing. And, uh, Things were just all over the place. Straight dogs, straight, you know, people all over houses just built on top of each other. No structure, or order. And it was really just a mess. And the van I had to sit in was, um, there was, it's just loaded with people. Like it wasn't even wrestling people, just people. It was so weird. And, uh, they had this so- like, what's that?
2: Oh, I was going to say, it sounded like you're lucky to even catch
1: the van, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing too, is like, we had to be there on time, you know, or, Oh, actually that's, that's right. So we got, we got to the airport and, uh, they were holding up signs for like the pe they were going to take the U S wrestling team. Right. So they held up like a Pan American USA sign for like, cause they were going to transport us from the airport to the place. And like the first guy wasn't there that was supposed to be there. So we ended up waiting like another two hours or like an hour and a half for this guy. And we went with the second, like there was another flight bringing other people there and we went th- with the second flight to uh, like the van on the second flight. So we ended up waiting, you know, an extra hour and a half for no reason. And uh, yeah, like the van, I just remember the van was like real, it was the roads were so rough. Like I would try to sleep and just like, you know what I mean? Like my head would be bouncing off the the seat and uh, they had this, like this TV, like this TV on top of the van and they would have to turn it off like every so often because like the power couldn't support it or something like that. So they had to like wait 15 minutes before they could turn it on. So it could play another 20 minutes or something. And, uh, but once I got, I got to the place, it was, it was a blast. I really did enjoy it. The, the resort was sick. Um, the wrestling was super fun. The guys were super fun. Um, the coaches were awesome. And it, it was probably, you know, it was one of my favorite, um, favorite places I've ever been because of the way it's you know, the way it was run and the place I was at and the people I was with. So
0: Did you guys wrestle on the resort or did you have to go someplace else to wrestle?
1: No, so the wrestling mat like the arena was like right next to the resort. So all you had to do was like walk and the arena was right there. And uh yeah, it was like two mats in this this arena and like free, you know, free electrolit. They had electrolit there and it was it was it was a pretty cool place.
2: What what uh what's one of your maybe favorite wrestling memories? I mean, I guess it could be from high school or whatever.
1: Uh, I think one of my favorite wrestling memories was probably winning my state championship junior year. But, like, looking back, back at it now, it's it was more of the emotion, if that makes sense. It was one of my favorite emotional wrestling stories because, obviously, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, I don't think that's, you know, that's not that's not a proud achievement for me as much as like the achievements I want to accomplish, but it was definitely super emotional. And, uh, just, I went through a lot of adversity in high school, especially my first two years and, um, getting it done was, uh, was pretty special. And I think that's probably one of my favorite memories, but my second would probably be, uh, I'd say Mexico. I know it's weird because I hated the place, but it was, it was really fun, but, the place sucked, but the, the the event was super fun. So,
0: what is it like to uh, wrestle in Frost compared to other places that you you guys travel
1: to and wrestle to or at? Uh, I honestly think Frost is probably one of the. It gets loud in there, and it it's it's crazy. I mean, I haven't wrestled a duel yet because I didn't wrestle at Augustana because I was hurt. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to wrestle. This is going to be my first. Oh, I guess it's not my. I mean, it's going to be my first duel, really, because the COVID year, uh, the duels weren't the same. The lights were on, you know, you didn't have walkout music, you didn't have fans cheering. So I'm really excited. But I know from watching um, people walk out in frost, it's definitely, uh, it definitely looks like a fun time. And there's, it's loud. It gets really loud.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that on how this is going to be your first time in a true duel. And what a weekend to come out and go there with your Wyoming guy, it'll be a nice first break-in duel for you there, which we'll touch on later about your Wyoming match coming up here. But uh, so what is – um? so when we had Clay on here a couple weeks ago, a month ago now or whatever, he was talking about like kind of like a hit list or like people that he wants to rematch against or like people that he wants to wrestle in life to beat. I know Red was one of them from Nebraska for him. Unfortunately, that got canceled due to COVID. Um, Do you have a hit list or people that you look forward to wrestling or people that you want to get a rematch with because you think you can do better?
1: Uh, I would say my hit list is anyone that it takes to be a national champ. That's, That's my hit list, but... I mean I, I, I don't really look at, you know, people I wanna wrestle, I don't really ha- I don't really hate anyone, you know what I mean, that I wrestle. It's more of a this is a respect sport, so uh I think just anyone that steps on the mat, I'm just wrestling another guy. So it's just anyone that steps on the mat, I'm gonna wrestle to win, you know. But
2: you gotta have a couple matches that you felt slip away that you'd like to go back out and
1: yeah, get the I mean I, I think you think, I think you should get. Yeah, I think like the Nebraska match I definitely I can definitely win that one. Um, the Cornell match, uh, the I mean, the Vegas, both the Vegas matches. I really do feel like uh, like I'm I'm better wrestler than that, and uh, I got you know put in bad situations. A lot of bottom work, right? Like I was telling you guys, um, it takes college is a lot of bottom work, and I'm I'm still young and I'm still learning, but that's definitely uh, where I've been working on this past little while is bottom because I got. I lost both my matches in Vegas because of that. So,
2: I know I'm just asking quick hitter questions here, but, uh, favorite coach and,
1: uh, who is it? Oh, man, this one, this one's tough. Um, I, I, yeah. okay, I love Simez because, you know, Simez is, it's signing. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I just love his personality. I, love, you know, he actually seriously does care. Um, I love I'm Cody's funny I love Cody I, I love them all but um I would say I would say wrestling wise probably the ones that have helped me the most is simez my first two years and then both simez and bergie like right now are probably helping me the most but um I mean they the thing about our coaches is they're all good for like they all have their traits you know what I mean and it just combines perfectly it, it's really hard to explain unless you're here but that. They just combine so so well, and I think it just it elevates everything. so
0: so we have Brock here. He wrote in and asked, "What are your thoughts and what is the excitement in the room about the new facilities coming to Brookings?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, it's awesome, right? like a f- a five million dollar facility versus our our dump that we have right now. and uh, it's funny because. The, this like when I was recruited this is probably one of the worst rooms we have or one of the worst rooms in college wrestling is the one we have and I think that hurts recruiting a lot because now nowadays people want the big fancy things you know they want they want the expensive things they want the nutrition bar they want the nice facilities all that and it's, it's, it's nice to have that but really you got to look at the people and I think that was why I came here was that was the most important thing for me. But obviously the facility is huge, especially for recruits, top recruits, um, getting recruits in. And it's going to be awesome being able to, you know, wrestle in a nice facility, a nice place. And it's hard to say the excitement now, but when that thing goes up, I'll be pretty excited when I'm actually being able to look at it. So,
0: Have you been over there to visit it and see how the progress is going?
1: yeah the progress is is not good right now I'll tell the progress is not good because of the winter but yeah I went there I go to the s jack it's right next to the s jack so when I go lift I look out the window and all I see is white ground right now so yeah,
2: and that'll be pretty convenient too to be right there next to the s oh yeah
1: that's the that's another thing is like you got the cold tubs, the hot tubs all the all s jack is it's a super it's one of the best you know indoor facilities and it's awesome to have that next year five million dollar facility that's just for wrestling you know what i mean so it's gonna be sweet not having to walk from frost go to s jack go to frost go to s jack just being at s jack and wrestling at frost when it's time to wrestle
2: yeah those out there wondering just uh, go ahead and <laughs> write out your checks to
1: Jackrabbit wrestling so oh yeah
2: <laughs> they're still taking donations
1: we are taking donations that's for sure we can always oh. get better so
0: uh um, In the past when we've had other wrestlers on and coaches on and stuff, they always say that you guys try and start practice out every day with a joke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Me knowing you pretty personally, I know you're a pretty funny guy. So I want to hear your go-to joke in practice
1: when you got to drop a joke. Oof. Okay, so the, the thing is about my jokes, um, my jokes get uh, – I usually attack people like Han, so they get a little uh, – they get a little – they get a little personal and they they're really not PG-13. And I'm not trying to get canceled, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of cancel culture going on, so yeah, I think this, I'm going to sit life. this one out, but
2: All right. No <laughs> no bad dad jokes or anything you want to tell?
1: I mean, I can hold I don't I can maybe try to think of one as we I'll go. T-
2: I'll tell a terrible one so everybody okay. can boo me. You know your nose grows your entire life. That's a fact, right? mm-hmm. you know that? Do you know why it can't grow to twelve inches? Why? Because then it'd be a foot. All right. Moving on. That's <laughs> who's good, your who, that's a good
0: one. Who's,
1: <laughs> who's your training partner? Uh I train with everyone. Um I wrestle. There's guys for certain days, right? Like some days when you want to drill with someone who knows how to drill, you'll go with uh, you'll go with different people, but um I like wrestling with coaches a lot as much as I can just because, you know, they'll, they push me and uh, I actually have to, you know, I have to keep pushing and keep being gritty and all these different things because if I don't, you know, Simon's going to pin me 12 times. So Um, I think, I think the coaches is probably my favorite, favorite like people to go with, but I like, I like everyone on our team. I mean, I I'm not shying away from everyone to be a drill partner. If if they want, I usually don't really ask for guys first. I'll kind of wait, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just wrestling to get better. It doesn't really matter who it is. Who's the toughest guy that you wrestle against? Is it one of the coaches? Definitely, Simon and Bergie are are the best guys for sure. <laughs> well, but I'd be
2: remiss play. if we didn't talk about our sponsors. We're sponsored by Drake's Place, which is a. Uh, convenience and gas store up in bottle south dakota so if you ever get up there it's a great place they have excellent food and uh cottonwood coffee is also a title sponsor and i know we were talking about that a little bit before we (laughs) came on they have uh cottonwood.com you can go order their coffee and have it at home even if you don't live in brookings and so uh with that i think jordan wants to talk a little more
0: Yes. so uh i got one more question here before we go on this is going to lead into this whole thing uh do you ever wrestle Tanner Cook in practice? Yeah, I I wrestle him a few times,
1: not too often.
0: With, do you shoot with your head down and get tossed like crazy? Like no, the teddy bears? I,
1: I, I I'm, a low, I'm a low. What's that? So do you get tossed like the teddy bears are you gonna get tossed on Sunday? Uh, he got me with it first a lot my freshman year, but uh, now nah, I mean I I tack low now and I'm I'm pretty quick to my finishes so. Yeah. I, I I mean I used to got t- I used to get t- tossed around, but I mean he's he's still really good at what he does. You know what I mean? Like, he he definitely will get you in it. Still.
0: So, so uh, as I kind of just touched on there about that, uh, on Sunday we got a try in town here against Wyoming and Northern Iowa. Um, it's the annual Teddy Bear Toss. The first <laughs> 150 people with a teddy bear or unopened toys will get a sticker. That will start at 1130. The first duel does start at 11, but we're going to wait and they're, they're going to wait and do it an hour before SDSU stuff. So uh, the toss is going to be at intermission of the Wyoming SDSU duel and all the donations will benefit to the Stanford Sanford cure kids cancer at the Sanford children's hospital in Sioux Falls um, or also known as the castle. Um, So please bring your animals and let's toss some teddy bears and, Hopefully see the Jackrabbits also toss some Panthers and some Cowboys. Oh, and I,
2: and I think to win, you have to be, what, the closest to the center?
0: Uh, they don't – I don't think we do – I don't think they do that. I think this one, we just – everyone just tosses the teddy bears at the time. I guess I haven't seen anything about being the closest to the center or anything like that. I know the basketball does that with basketballs and stuff like that. but. I've not seen anything about that year with uh, the teddy bears and stuff like that. Um, I have not talked to the coaches or anything like that this week about any promotions because the paper don't have me writing until a post story. So I did not do any interviews or anything leading up to this week for that. So I'm not 100% sure. And the rabbit den hasn't met with Christmas break and everything. So I don't know the whole insides of this. Oh um, that's fair. Promotion, that, but
2: that's fair. I mean, I, I didn't know if they had a, a winner. I didn't see anything about it either. So Wyoming's at twelve thirty. We'll have five ranked matches at one forty one, one sixty-five at one seventy-four, obviously. Well, one ninety seven again and at heavyweight. And then like you said, that teddy bear toss follows that at half.
0: Yes, and then um, if you want to come out early at 11 o'clock, Wyoming and Northern Iowa are going to duel. Obviously, it's all one price to get in. Um, that's also going to have five ranked matches or potential five double ranked matches. And that, their matches will be at 41, 65, 74, 84 and heavyweight. And then the Jackrabbits will take on Northern Iowa after the Wyoming duel. So that'll be at 2 o'clock and that one will also have a potential of four ranked matchups, and that will be at 41, 65, 74, and heavyweight again.
2: Yeah, and I know Coach talked about on his weekly update that uh, we might have some extra matches too. So, so yeah, nothing wrong with getting there early and getting your seat and getting something to see, and, you know.
0: As you guys have heard me say since the beginning, um, the first duel this year we had 869 people. Um, it was a division 1 versus d2 early in the year everything um i'm going to cry out one more time last time you guys are going to hear me say this before sunday uh, at least on the podcast i'll probably tweet it out a couple more times but <laughs> like a friend let's get to 1738 fans you bring one fan then the, then them we just continue to grow um tickets are still available uh i looked at the go jacks website It's $25 for an adult for Saturday or Sunday. Sorry for every, for all three duels, 25 bucks get in plus a $2 fee. If you buy online, kids are $15 with a $2 fee. So for 27 bucks, an adult can get in for 17 bucks. Kids can get in. I also believe that we do have tickets for sale at the door. And so come on or come all come enjoy some wrestling. Uh, both Wyoming and Northern Iowa are right in that top 20 for dual rankings. We're right on the outside. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. But it's going to be three extremely good duels. You're going to see a lot of good wrestling, scrambling. Kids are going to get to learn some fun things. And it's going to be a heck of a duel. I don't know, Cade, you got any things to say about it to try and get people to show up that are on the fence right now?
1: Uh, if you enjoy wrestling, come, you know, if you enjoy it. Come watch it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of good wrestling. So, I, I like the
0: idea your
2: dad has here below uh, mm. about tailgating, and and Matt Casperbauer uh, agrees too. I don't know what the legalities are with that because I know that's something that's specifically allowed by border Regents' vote. I think for for football, but this is a good idea. I think mm. I think we should be able to sit out in the cold and maybe throw up an ice shack or something to warm up. Mm. And have a have a few uh, cold cold ones. You just have to set them outside for an hour before, right? So <laughs> uh, SDSU versus Wyoming will have Tanner Jordan versus Sha- Jake Schiavel. Wow, I, I probably pronounced that wrong. Um, and uh, then, then following that, we got uh, as, as a rematch, right? So
0: Yes, these will be rematches of yeah, the matches that already happened this year. I
2: forgot to mention it's a rematch, and Tanner won that match 5-2, to two, so.
0: And then at 174, the man, number 11 in the nation, Cade DeVos, will be taking on number 12 in the nation, Hayden Hastings. Um, Cade, you wrestled this kid here in Vegas back in December and, December and came with a 7-4 victory there. Uh, how do you prepare for a rematch and getting ready since you've already competed against him once just a month ago or so?
1: Um, Well, I think – So I think, like, before I wrestled him the first time, obviously I hadn't wrestled him before. And Bergy told me basically a few few things that he was going to do. But uh, I think it's just really just sticking to your stuff and uh, going into your ties and not really worrying about what the other guy's going to do. Because sometimes when you overthink that, you know, you don't wrestle the way you should be wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've already, you know, I wrestled the way I did, I'll probably... I'll probably stick to the same strategy. So, except for you said you're gonna try and score more points, right? Yes, I, I will try. will try to score more points, but it's something right. I need to do. Just trying to encourage you on that. Mm-hmm.
2: So then we'll wrestle uh, for other rematches against Northern Iowa. We'll have uh, Tanner Jordan again wrestling number 16, Brody Teskey. Of course, unfortunately, he lost that one two minutes and 20 seconds in, and then.
0: At 133, we could possibly see Caleb Gross. Um, he could be going up against Kyle Biscologia. I totally butchered that, but yeah, it's a tough match, Kyle. But uh, <laughs> Gross lost to him four to one earlier in the season.
2: And we got Kenny O'Neill at 157 uh, versus versus Derek Um uh, Hopefully, we can get a win there. Uh, that was a tough match. Kenny lost ten to zero.
0: At 184, you'll see a possibility of King Cade King taking on number four in the country, Parker Ketzine. Um, <laughs> how do you say it? Uh, the
1: 33 is Kyle Biscaglia. This 84 is Parker Kekizen. These must all be Iowa kids. I was gonna say they're they probably are. Iowa kids, right? Well, you one's Wisconsin. Knows. The 84 pounder is a Wisconsin kid. So this is a
0: Wisconsin kid. And right. um, he defeated Keg King 6 nothing earlier in the year.
2: And then at 197, I, I think we'll have Nick wrestling probably. He beat uh, Noah Glazer 12-7 now. Your opponent is a kid that – your likely opponent, I guess, because we never really know in wrestling. He's a kid out of what, Illinois? Yeah, I'm not
1: really sure. I don't really know much about him, but um...
2: – Pat. Pat Schoenfelder mm-hmm. is yeah. is who, who's expected to wrestle there. Mm-hmm. I think you get the W, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I know Jordan wants to talk about rankings, so go right ahead, buddy.
0: Um, before we go on to rankings, I see that Brock wrote another question in here. Do you want to pull oh, yeah, that in? Yeah,
2: my bad. Sorry.
0: And we'll talk about this quick. Um, he says there's quite a few Fort Dodge kids that go to you and I. Any of these kids you grew up wrestling with or against?
1: Oh yeah, I know. I know all those Fort Dodge kids. Yeah, they uh, they're good guys. I mean, I I wrestled with I wrestled Bennett, Drew Bennett, a few times. I wrestled, you know, with Teskey. I wrestled Cade Lara. Obviously, is a Fort Dodge kid. Um, I mean, I know them all pretty well because of like the team Iowa dual team. So I've gotten, you know, they're I would consider them my friends. So I mean, I I know them. I know them all pretty well. And there's gotta so,
2: be—is there anyone from over by Cody's neck
1: of the woods? There's gotta be one or two, right? Uh, that I know. Yeah, I know. I know a few guys. Like I knew Roy Ball when he came in. When he came in, but uh, I don't know. There's not. There's not a lot of. Uh, I guess there's not a lot of Waverly kids I know. My 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 cousin went to high school there, but um, I mean, I know I Cody they, pretty well, but
2: they wrestle at a different. Division mm-hmm. than you, right? You were a 3A, and yeah. Well, yeah, well,
1: no. Waverly's 3A too, but oh, are they? The thing okay. with four dodges they're in the same conference. Sure. Mm-hmm. We don't usually wrestle Waverly until like the state tournament. Fort Dodge isn't really all that close. Oh, that's a trek. Yeah.
0: I know me personally. I got to travel with the team down to U and I in 19. Last year was COVID, but the U and I duel is always a dual eye circle because Cody and the team recruits heavily out of there. I know that uh, you guys all know each other and everything. Uh, Is that something you guys circle or really want to beat you and I for? Or how do you go into that duel looking at that?
1: Uh, Yeah, we – Cody's – yeah, Cody always wants to beat you and I. And, I mean, we do too. But uh, it's just – you know, it's just another duel. And I – we do want to win, obviously, and we're going to try to win. But, um, yeah, I think – I think we – we definitely can win that duel.
0: Now we'll get into rankings here. And uh, so full rankings came out this week. We lost a couple guys that were honorable mentions. They fell out. Um, expect them to bounce back up now that Big 12 starting. We'll see some stiff competition. And expect to get some wins with some familiar people. But we still got five out of our 10 wrestlers recognized in the rankings. Uh, at 141, we have Clay Carlson. He's sixth with flow, and he's 11th on Intermatch.
2: And then at 165 we got Cook, Tanner's uh, honorable mention on flow and 24th on the internet.
0: Um, at 74 we got the man, the myth, the legend, K. Devos, and he is number 11th on every ranking that I can find for wrestling right now. So uh, that's pretty steady. You don't see that too often there. No, not in wrestling rankings.
2: At 197, we got Tanner Sloan. He's 24th on the Flow Wrestling and 21st on Intermat.
0: And then we got AJ Neville's at heavyweight. He's 23rd on Flow or Yeah, on Flow and 24th on Intermat.
2: And the team teams coming in on a tournament team ranking of 26th. So
0: And then wrestling stat, they have the team and the dual or the tournament and the dual team both ranked 29th.
2: Got some Blair Witch project going on over there <laughs> sorry gave you uh, so how much as a wrestler do you look at rankings kade well, lights went out too no yeah i might my, my i had to put my charger and i was
1: trying to be discreet about it but uh, was, sorry uh, sorry no worries no uh, what's that sorry
2: uh as a wrestler how much do you guys do you normally look at the rankings or do you just kind of blow that off and you know it's it's not such a thing
1: um I. Uh, you know, it's hard you're supposed to blow it off, right? But it's it's really hard to, especially when it's it's pretty cool when you're ranked pretty high. Obviously that that it's a little bit of a confidence booster, but I would say I would say as of a grand scheme of things, you should probably blow them off because everyone at this level is really good. Everyone, you know, there's guys there's upsets all the time and obviously the the upsets that matter are the upsets in March, but um yeah, I, I usually try to blow them off and not really look at them because, you know, one bad day you could lose a bad match, but then one good day you could win a match you're not supposed to win. So
0: Um, we'll go on now to talk about our weekly picks here. And uh, we had no picks last week since our last show. It was just a tournament. So just a reminder, Chad's up 2-1 and 2 on me in the rankings. And then he's got 55 total points. I got 54. Um. Check in with us Sunday morning on the Dakota Scouting Report Twitter page for our picks. As I'll be posting them Sunday morning, you can go ahead and read them as you drink your Cottonwood coffee on Sunday morning and enjoy the picks.
2: And we got Clay Carlson was the uh, South Dakota State Dental Dent. Ooh, easy for me to say. Delta Dental Student Athlete of the Month. So that's a pretty big deal.
0: Um. Yes, that is huge. Clay had a great month and has had a great year overall. Really, he's been
2: uh, wrestling well, Yep.
0: Unfortunately, dropped that semifinals match, but that's a kid that always wrestles him tough, and he always wrestles that tough. But we'll get to see a rematch there coming up in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, I just want to remind everybody that every Wednesday at Cubbies, they do luncheons. You get to go in, eat some lunch. Uh, coaches will give you a little rundown of what's going on and all that fun things, and a little inside there. So that is every Wednesday at noon. Check out their Twitter or Facebook page, and they will keep you posted on that kind of stuff.
2: We also got big 12 tickets on sale now on GoJacks.com. Cade, uh, you ever been down there with the fans to enjoy that yourself? T- tell me about it. I think you've been down there, haven't you?
1: Oh, and we got no sound.
2: Oh, you're on mute. Oh, you're there we muted. go. No, we're sorry. Good.
1: Oh sorry, uh, I don't know if I've been to Big Twelves. I think I've been to I've been to Big Tens. I haven't been to Big Twelve so. Oh okay. Well, no, yeah, I wasn't there my freshman year, the when I was redshirting. But I did watch that online. But uh, I've been to Big Tens. It's a pretty pretty good tournament. Obviously, yeah.
0: Um, I see your poster boy this year so far. Found oh yeah. Twelve ticket sales there there. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's good picture out of you.
2: Yeah, do you, do you hand point. that out looking for dates, or
1: <laughs> I start? I should start, huh? That's protein amazing.
0: shake shops start handing out your flyers.
1: Whatever it works. Man. I need. I need to be sponsored by some protein shakes. They're so expensive. All the store bought ones are way too expensive. <laughs> well, um, used to have. They used to
2: have an in with EAS. Um, one of the doctors there was buddies with the guy that founded that company, but it got hmm. sold off to Abbott Labs. So I don't think that's the
1: case anymore. Yeah, it'd be nice to be sponsored by a protein shake place.
0: Yeah. And then just a reminder, the fourth annual Jackrabbit wrestling club raffle and silent auction is January 29th from four to nine at the nine bar. Um, one person will be going home with $10,000. It is $250 for you. Plus a guest to get in. Um, it is all you can eat and complimentary drinks. Um, there, I believe there's still sponsorships available feel free to reach out to the coaches if you want to do that and you can purchase them tickets at the jackrabbitwrestlingclub.com um okay, Cade can you go on and kind of explain to us what the jackrabbit wrestling club is and what the sponsorships helps do with you guys
1: yeah so the jackrabbit wrestling club is basically you know all the all the things that uh, we can get like such as like bikes and just uh, just things that help the quality of life as a wrestler um, just the, the new the new things, singlets, gear, stuff like that. Um, so, obviously, supporting Jackrabbit Wrestling helps the wrestlers a lot. And, uh, you know, a, a, any amount of money helps. And that helps for, like, your trips, like when you had to mm-hmm. go to Pan American Games. Yep. Right? so, like, when I had to go to Pan Americans, they paid for that through Jackrabbit Wrestling. So, it helps us, you know, get these opportunities that, you know, some kids don't get and would have to. Maybe, you know, some kids don't have the money to do things and go experience, like, like I said, Mexico was one of my favorite trips, but, you know, if I didn't have the Jackrabbit Wrestling Club, would I have been able to experience it, so. Uh, well, Kate,
2: thanks so much for your time, you've been very generous, we're, uh, we're a little, uh, we're, we're at a little over an hour, so can we get a get jacked on three? Three, two, What's one. What's
1: that?
2: Get jacked. Get Jack! Oh yeah, I got you. I was trying to end the show. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's try it again. No, I got three. One, two, three.
0: Get Get Jack. This podcast has been brought to you by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor Drake's Place in bottle and to Jack Rabbit Central and Shenanigans subscribe to this podcast and all of the jackrabbit illustrated podcasts and like and follow jackrabbit illustrated on facebook and twitter and go big go blue go jacks